Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Downtown Dollar Bill Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Bill. Dollar Bill. <laughs> you threw me there. <laughs> I'm downtown. Good. I kept you on your feet. Ha, ha, ha. How is, how is everybody doing? It's the playoffs. Are we excited? Yes, I, I think we are. <laughs> I would hope so. Our, all, all of our teams... Like me and you, and some of our friends' teams, they're all out. So it's gonna. I honestly, I, I think I'm a smarter gambler when it comes to when the Saints are not in the playoffs. I usually do pretty well in these mm-hmm. scenarios where I'm picking like a bracket or a, or we're doing a like what we do on this show where we're picking straight right. up games who's gonna win, who's gonna lose, what the over under might be. I don't know. Like, like sometimes when my team's in it, I'll, I'll try to make the picks so they face a team that I think they can beat. <laughs> so sometimes those brackets don't work out too well for me. So yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I'm looking so, good forward to this show. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention uh, a little later on, we are going to tell you who our Facebook group thinks will win both the NFC and the AFC results could be a little interesting. Yeah. Well, that that's, what's fun about about the Facebook group is because from what I've seen is we have a wide variety of people who cheer for different teams, Mm -hmm. which is always the most fun. If you got like the majority cheering for one team, then it's, you, you like that banter. And, yeah. and, and, you know, we'll, we'll probably go on there and, and eventually I'm going to probably uh, put up a poll and say, who is your favorite team and why mm-hmm. let's, let's get some personality going here. Yeah. But before we start talking about um, our picks this week, but I should mention this week is going to be a little different. We're going to pick a result from each playoff game. So we'll each have a bet on each playoff game, but I'm throwing another wrinkle at you here. We are going to also include one prop bet per team per game. I should say. Right. So there will be 12 total wagers here in this, uh, super wildcard weekend on the downtown, the dollar bill sports gambling podcast. We know it's a wild card weekend, but will it be super? We'll find out come the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, like what makes it super is because there's like more teams now. Is that why there's because they never used to call it that? Maybe I don't so, know. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we start off as usual with how we did the previous week? Sure, and I gotta say for my picks, there is. There's no consistency here. It's quite funny. The first first three did pretty well. Then I lose about six in a row. And then I finish off strong. So I don't know if it's just the way the board worked or if I started getting cocky. Mm-hmm. But, but let, let's start off here. First game, and, and I, I want to say this to you, and I want to see what you th- what your thoughts are here. All right. I find the two hardest weeks in the NFL to 
pick winners and gamble is week one and week 18. Agreed. You you agree with that? A thousand. Week one, week one, we have no idea what's going to happen. There's teams that are good that we expect to be good that aren't good. And then there's teams that come out of nowhere. And it takes a few weeks to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And in week 18, I swear, like half the teams were playing people and, and half the, like, some teams needed to win, but other teams had already won, so it didn't matter. Yeah. So it was a very hard week to to go through here. But let's let's start it off with the first game of the Saturday. It was uh, Baltimore uh, versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Baltimore was uh, – they were already set in the number one seed, so they sat basically their entire team. Yeah, they did. Um, Pittsburgh gets gets a 17-10 to 10 victory here. They needed this game plus some help to get into the playoffs. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I had one unit on Pittsburgh to cover the three points. You, however, had a little bit of faith in um, the backups in Baltimore getting the three points. You had two units on that. The final score was 17-10. to 10. Pittsburgh does get the seven-point victory, so I do win my first pick with a whopping one unit, and you lose two units in the first game. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on uh, on that? first Saturday game? Um, I didn't take into account the weather because the yeah, weather true. was really bad. And it, and it's going to be that way this weekend too when we look at the uh, oh, yeah. games. But, <laughs> it's going to be fun to pick yeah. those games. Um, Yeah. See, I, I didn't account the weather either. I just, I, I knew Pitts, Pittsburgh has a, had a realistic shot at making the playoffs. All they had to do was beat up um, the He's, backups here in Baltimore. Yeah. Beat a Big bunch rivalry. Of Mike Tomlin, like he's never had a losing record. This was his, I, I believe, for them to go nine and eight. It's incredible. So he, so he needed this win to uh, continue that streak, and um, and he does. So that's kind of I, I think mostly was um, my pick was because of coaching. Mm-hmm. Jim or John Harbaugh was uh, on a pretty much leaving to go watch his brother in the national championship. Probably not thinking too hard about this game, knowing that they had that first seed locked up. Uh, Second game here, it was pretty, it was a pretty fun game. Um, It was. Houston Texans um, needing a win against Indianapolis. Actually, whoever won this was going to, um, get into the playoffs a loser was going to be eliminated mm-hmm. and they also had a chance to be the division winner houston i i liked cj stroud here it's kind of why i kind of went with them in this one yeah um and if you look at the first play of the game oh 75 yard bomb yeah. um in my in my other group chat, we we kind of put some money down on on prop bets. It's kind of mm-hmm. what we do. We just like parlay our money. And our first parlay was um, Collins anytime touchdown and C.J. Stroud over passing yards. So that first play, we were pretty excited. He ended up falling uh, 16 yards short of our ultimate bet, but it was still pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I had uh, four units on Houston minus one here. 23 to 19 was the final 
So Houston gets the win. You had the under 47.5. You also uh, get a victory here. I had four units. You had two units. So I'm off to a pretty good start here. Yeah, you are. And our third game, uh, we had the Saints and Atlanta. And um, would we be able to pause this just for one second? Yes. Let me just pause it. And we are back. Just had a little bit of thing. I had to step away for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, So the third game um, was the Saints and the Falcons. And this was fun being a Saints fan. Um, I bet three units on Saints minus three. They needed to win to get some help. They they had a realistic option, uh, chance at the NFC South. He also had some opportunity at a wild card in the afternoon games as well. Um, I put three units on the Saints. They uh, they came out in the second half and just blew the doors off. Mm, yeah. Um, some some people are given given the Saints a, a rough time for for the fake kneel down touchdown to Jamal Williams, which I I've gone back and forth on. It's you know um, it's a rivalry. The Saints wanted to get Jamal Williams a touchdown. They overruled their head coach, which is kind of strange that it's that very rare be able, that you'd be able to do that. Um, and it kind of shows like the lack of respect that the Saints players have for Dennis Allen as a mm-hmm. authority figure. Yeah, where where a backup QB like like James Winston can make that call and say, you know what, we're doing this, and like nothing happens to him. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith was super upset about this. Oh, he was um, Yeah, and it was kind of funny because, like, then he got fired, like, two hours later. <laughs> um, um, the only thing I didn't like about it is doing it in victory formation. Like, if if you want to go in goal line and, and try to get Jamal Williams a touchdown because he has zero on the mm-hmm. season, um, sure. Like, they intercepted it. They got it to the one-yard line. Yeah. Um, the thing I didn't like about it was the victory formation because you got you got guys on the D line just standing up, you know, one play to go till till the off season mm-hmm. and then the, the O line just drives on them, right? Yeah. Like you could get hurt. Like uh, it's good that nobody got hurt, but um that first game next year with, with these two division rivals is gonna be fun, I tell you that. Oh right now. my gosh. Um there's there's gonna be there's going to be some fireworks, I, I can guarantee you. Even though it's going to be a new coaching staff in Atlanta, yeah, um, those players won't forget that. Trust me. Knowing, knowing, like, how, like March on Lattimore and Mike Evans' rivalry, how it's still going in that mm-hmm. division from like crazy things that have happened in the years past. So, I just wanted to uh, to mention that as a, as a Saints fan, I was I was kind of. Not happy with it, but it was kind of funny at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, We both had the Saints minus three. Um, We both had three units on that. Oh, very good. Nice. uh, And and this is where it turns turns for me. Um, Like, I lost a bunch in a row here, but it was close losses. So let's go through them. Um, This this next game was uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland. 
nobody knew. Like Cleveland couldn't improve their yeah. playoff status, and they couldn't lose it. They were they were in that number five slot. Cincinnati, I don't believe Cincinnati could make the playoffs going no, into couldn't. this week. No, I think they were officially out. So this was like one of those games where we were kind of like, now I'm actually surprised that we ended up taking this game, but I think we were going to do all the games. And then we, we decided, were going to do all and then decided like okay. recording not to. <laughs> right. Right. Cause we're like, man, we don't need to do 16 games when half of them don't matter. And at but, the, and um, then the national championship to add on to that. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so the the Bengals get a big win here. I I thought this would be more of like a defensive thing, but obviously the Browns uh, second tier players weren't weren't as good as I expected them to. Yeah. Be so I I picked the under, and uh, it was only thirty seven point five. I kind of was hoping it was a low scoring game, but Cincinnati puts up thirty one. They went thirty one fourteen, so they they go past the uh, over under by a pretty big margin there. Um, I lose one unit. It's not a big deal, but it is a loss. Um, and you had faith in maybe the Browns covering the spread. Yeah. Unfortunately, Cincinnati, I, I think this line moved a lot too. Like it was closer and then it was minus seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we ended up picking it at. And um, yeah, you had Cleveland plus seven here for one unit. And um, obviously that wasn't covered. I think it was. Uh, not even close. Seven, 17. I'm doing that math right. Yeah, 17 point win by the Bengals. So that was disappointing. Our next game. Usually when we both pick the same thing, we do okay. Fortunately, the over-under. I was calling you the over-under king last week. Mm-hmm. But um, this next game was uh, Tennessee-Jacksonville. Now... I w- I'm trying to remember a bigger playoff collapse in the NFL. Um, like Jacksonville, when when Jacksonville was facing the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football, and I picked Jacksonville to win that game. They could have they had the number eight, one seed. They were eight and two. The winner of that game was going to be the number one seed. Fast forward seven weeks later, or six weeks later, whatever it was. Out of the playoffs. Yeah. They lose to the Tennessee Titans (laughs) in a must-win game. Okay, you know what? I I just thought of a collapse. Do you remember the 93 Dolphins? Not off the top of my head, but I could probably go back and check it out. 93 Dolphins. Yeah, they had a hell of a start. Their last win of the season was Thanksgiving Day against Dallas. After that, they lost like their last four or five in a row. Lost the division. (laughs) That was their their Super Bowl. You got it. You beat the Cowboys in the 90s on Thanksgiving. It was the snow game. Oh, okay. Nice. Wait, is that the one that Leon let when he kicked it? Yeah. That guy was such a great football player, and people always remember him for that. So brutal. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But so that's that's just kind of what I was thinking. Um, I think there was a a baseball team. I think the New York Mets had like a seven game lead in like yeah, September last, a couple of yeah, years ago. 
Yeah, not this past season, but the one before. Yeah, I remember that being a huge, uh, huge collapse in baseball. And then they end up playing the wild card and they get eliminated. Yeah. Oh, so so they ended up making the playoffs. So I guess that's not a total collapse. It's still like not great. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jacksonville. I don't know. Like when this season started, when we did our preview show, I think we were all kind of on. I think we all had Jacksonville winning that division. From what I remember, like we are, we should do a a plug for you. We are doing the JC and Bill sportscast tonight. Yep. Yep. We're doing the playoff preview, which is always, it's, it's you and, and my good, good friend, JC. And you guys Mm -hmm. are always nice to have me on, on, on these big uh, preview and post Mm -hmm. shows. So we will probably recap some of our picks. I'm assuming. Mm, We actually save that for after the Super Bowl. So right. Right. The Super Bowl show. Okay, so this will just be playoffs. But, um, yeah, from what I remember, um, we, I think we all were kind of set on Jacksonville to win that division. Yeah. And, like, sure, we, yeah, you had, you had Indy with a new quarterback. You had Houston with with a a new quarterback. quarterback. Um, like I thought CJ Stroud would be a pretty good player, but I, I did not think Houston would be a playoff team in year one. No, 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 no. And I think JC picked Indy to like go winless. <laughs> Didn't he? Did he say 0 and 17 or something? He had two 0 and 17. He had two 0 and 17 teams. It was Arizona and Yes, Indy. yes. That's right. <laughs> and they both... and I said, yeah, they're probably both going to win week one. They almost did. <laughs> they almost did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I thought Indy was, was definitely a, a an overachiever with, uh, with what with what happened with their uh, injuries this year? Yeah, but yeah, so we both had Jacksonville under under forty one. The game under forty one. We didn't pick Jacksonville. Um, twenty eight twenty. Tennessee put up four four touchdowns, which kind of didn't see coming. Probably the reason why the coordinators were fired. Mm-hmm. Peterson's still there, but like I don't know if if they go one more year and don't don't progress like somebody was telling me that Trevor Lawrence had very similar numbers to Daniel Jones. Ooh. Like if you look at, if you go, if you go through his um, season long numbers over the past three seasons, they are identical to Daniel Jones numbers, but people just hold Trevor Lawrence's higher standard. So now you th- said they think, this season or the past three? I, I believe it's like his their career trajectories. If you look mm-hmm. at them, they're, they're very similar numbers. Yeah, let me look so my that. point. So my point with that is people hold Trevor Lawrence in this limelight of franchise quarterback. And then Daniel Jones has a great season. They go to the playoffs. And then he gets hurt this year, and like New York, everybody in New York wants them to trade up and draft Caleb Williams. They just want to throw Daniel Jones in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the difference is. If you look at the two, both both guys are uh, top first round draft picks, and both haven't played great. I don't know why Trevor Lawrence just gets this pass. You know, like 
people in Jacksonville want to give him all the money, like the Joe Burrow contract. I'm like, you, you can't do that. You, you got to prove it. So, do you have those numbers in front of you by chance? Um, I have Daniel Jones. Okay. So, in the last three years, let me let me do my math here. Okay, in the last three years, Daniel Jones has won a total of fourteen games. Uh, has I'll look 20, up Trevor Lawrence's numbers. Twenty-seven touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. Okay. Now for Mr. Lawrence. Okay, so I got Trevor Lawrence's numbers here. Okay. Okay, so. In 2022, he had 25 touchdowns and eight interceptions. That that's okay. Last year, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, about 4,000 yards both years. So how does that compare to Daniel Jones? Because I, I I was very surprised when I heard that. Okay. I can't remember who who the source was. How they're comparing them and how their numbers are so similar. It's like, right. wow, that was like eye opening. So, their last three years, okay, for Daniel Jones, he's thrown for over 6,000 yards. In his last three, three years. Okay, so he three. doesn't have, so he doesn't have the passing yards that Trevor Lawrence has. If, if you're going by career, Daniel Jones has over 12,000 yards. Okay. So, basically, Daniel or Daniel Jones has more yards thrown in five seasons than Trevor Lawrence does in three. Okay. So, and like Daniel Jones is more of a first read and then he runs type yeah, guy. He is. I, I, I don't think that he should have got that deal that Giants gave him, but at at this point, you can't really let a starting cal quarterback go yeah even if they're not the greatest like Derek carr got paid huge money for new orleans because they wanted an upgrade on andy dalton and james winston mm -hmm. which he is an upgrade not not a huge upgrade but that's what you gotta pay now it's ridiculous honestly but all right let's let's jump to the next game um we we both had Jags under and the score was twenty eight twenty, so we lost that one, unfortunately. We each had one unit on that one. Next game was the Lions and the Vikings. I don't know. I I must have been uh I don't know what I was thinking when I made this pick. I, I picked Minnesota plus three. I, maybe I was thinking the Lions were resting people, but they ended up playing everybody because yeah. they could move to the two seed if they if they had won. Yeah, and if Dallas had lost, and Philly had lost, and I think Philly had to lose two at the same point. Yeah, for them to move up. So, um, yeah. So I had two units on that. Um, Detroit won thirty to twenty. You had, yeah, you took the Lions minus three here. Four units. That was a good win for you. Nice job. Next game, this the snow game, and it'll go down as the last game coached by uh, Bill Belichick in New England. In, uh, in New England, which uh, you know we could do a whole podcast on the coaching carousel. So I'm not going to get 
into it too much. It's more yeah. picking games and stuff. Um, I I thought the Patriots would play hard for him. I thought in, so too. In, in bad weather, we both had, I believe, I got to check your score. Yeah, we both had New England here. Minus two. And uh, the Jets, Jets win 17 to three yeah. in the snow. What a way to Fox send Pearl. out. What a way to send out Belichick. Yeah, exactly. So um, I I put two units on this. You had five. Had a lot of a lot of faith in uh, in Belichick here. I I just um, figured because I didn't watch a I didn't watch a whole lot of this game, but I I remember flipping back and forth from it because of all the snow. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I got to see this. I just figured with the way the Patriots normally play against the Jets and the possibility that it was going to be his last game, I thought they'd have gone out and just won the game for him. Yeah, right? That's kind of what I was expecting, too. But, you know, it is what it is. The next game was... This was a struggling game to watch, and I watched a lot of it because I needed the freaking Panthers to win a game. <laughs> and you know what? I think any other NFL team that was playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week would have beat them. You give me any other team in the NFL. But the Panthers, Jesus. If... When they did score, they made mistakes and there was flags. Mm-hmm. Tampa couldn't do a whole lot. I think they were just like knew who they were playing. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? So this game, <laughs> this game was unwatchable. Nine nothing Tampa Bay victory. I had four and a half points with with Carolina. One, like they had three or four chances to get touchdowns. They did. Kept screwing themselves over. And they just couldn't help out the old black and gold. So I had two units on Carolina plus four and a half. I believe you had the Bucks here. I have to check. Yes, you had the Bucks minus four and a half, three units. I want to say nice pick, but I think I don't and think it, anybody should get credit for this game. Yeah, and, and then the weird <laughs> nine thing, nothing. Come on, man. Really? And then the weird thing, if you watched, you know, in between. Um, Fox was the one that mentioned it. The Carolina Panthers became the first team in NFL history, history, to not lead going into the fourth quarter in any game they played this season. <laughs> right. That's like the most amazing stat I've ever heard in my life. How they got two wins is beyond me. Well, I know they got one win at the very end of a game, yeah. taking a field goal. And then they carried their kicker off like he won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember watching the game, and I, I think I lost something because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is happening? How did Carolina get a victory? Yeah. But... Yeah, it is what it is. Like, I think some of these picks that I made were just kind of hoping. 
And that the struggling, like I think I would have been fine with Tampa Bay winning like forty six nothing. But for it to be close the entire game, and then they just kick field goals and they win nine nothing, just like oh my god. They backdoored their way into the division, basically. They sure did. Yep, definitely. All right, let's get to the next one. The the next game that pissed me off as a Saints fan. It was a struggle on Sunday. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was standing in front of my TV, just not happy mm-hmm. all day. Like, I remember my daughter comes up to me. She's like, Daddy, are you okay? Oh, like, no. The other oh, teams man. aren't being nice to Daddy today. Oh. I remember, yeah, and she, she said, like, do you want me to beat them up or something like that? I said, <laughs> yes, I do. Can you punch Bryce Young right in his stupid face? You guys are the same size. You could probably take him. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's nine years old and she could beat up Bryce Young. It's not even close. I, I, I put money on that. Yeah, well, well we did. <laughs> this is a gambling podcast. Eight <laughs> we're, units. We're bet- Eight we're units on downtown's kids. daughter beating up Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't watch that on pay per view, honestly? Uh. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Next game, Green Bay. I'm going to start speeding through this a little bit more because yeah. we're. We're reminiscing a little too much. Chicago needed the Bears to beat the Packers here. I had Chicago plus three. Um, Green Bay wins 17-9. This was another one that was kind of close. Yeah, like, the Bears were throughout, throughout the game. And then the Bears are like, I honestly think they looked at the score and they went, you know what? If we lose this game, we get a top two top ten picks. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we really want to win this? game like sure it'd be nice to knock the green bay packers out of the playoffs and the lions did this to the packers last year this is kind of what i was thinking i'm like maybe the packers will just like be kind of good but they just missed the playoffs two years Mm -hmm. straight 17-9 um i had chicago plus three you had where are you here uh you took the over here over 45 it was 17 to 9 so fortunately that's a that's an under my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Next game. Um, this one was close until it wasn't. The Dallas Cowboys and Washington yeah, Commanders. It, it was. I was looking. I was looking at my bet, and I took Dallas with the points. I'm like, damn, I think Washington might either squeak out a win or, or this can be a close one. And then all of a sudden. It was thirty-eight to ten for the Cowboys. Like, <laughs> what happened there? Like, like. Anyway, Dallas, Dallas wins. I, I do cover. Like so. Washington was in it for the the majority of the first half, basically. Yeah. And then the second half. And then, yeah, things changed changed so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, what is this the same score that they lost on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Uh. I, I want to say it was something like that. Let me check. Like a big blowout, low score for Washington. That ended up being 45 to 10. Oh, okay. So they had an extra mm-hmm. an extra touchdown there. Yep. Um, yeah, so you get, <laughs> you get the cheap over win here. 
by winning by half a point. And this has got to be like the seventh or eighth time you've done this to me. <laughs> over 47.5. These uh, odds makers know what they're doing with these over-unders. Yeah. 38 to 10. So in my books, that's 48. So you win by half a point. Congrats. Uh, we're both on the bills to cover the two and a half. And they, they uh, You know what? Like this game's... It was close, and then Buffalo gets a punt return touchdown when I was screaming at the TV saying, what are you catching that ball for? Right. And Deontay Hardy used to play for um, the Saints. So I know all about this guy. He used to, like, take punts, like, either in the end zone or on, like, the two-yard line, and he drove me crazy. And half the time, he would make an electric play. So it's almost like he has that ability to do that. But without that play, who, who knows what happens here? It, it's another crazy Josh Allen game where he throws interceptions, but he makes these amazing plays at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's basically a bigger, stronger, faster Brett Favre for me. Right. And like when Josh Allen has the ball, like, Anything can happen. Literally mm-hmm. anything. He can run over three guys and flip and get a touchdown, or he can just throw the most bogus interception you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. So it's it's so hard to pick Buffalo games, honestly. It's going to be fun once we get there. Uh, we both have the Bills um, to cover minus two and a half. And my point was here, it was a close game, but I never really thought Miami was going to win this game. No, no. Like, like even when it was tied, I, I even I remember watching the game, looking at my wife's going, Buffalo's going to win this for sure, but it's tied still. Like, what's going to happen here? You were just kind of waiting, you know? I was just waiting for, because, like, it, it seemed like Buffalo was always going to win this division. I picked the Jets to win the AFC East. That's when I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be in it. Yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not Not the greatest pick, but... Um, if you look at the Jets, how they finish, they did finish um, with 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 decent quarterback play, or even half-assed quarterback play. They're probably a wild card team. Yeah, if if they get some, you know, remarkable Aaron Rodgers plays mm-hmm. three or four times, who knows? They might win that division, and I'll probably pick them again next year. You know, all right. All right. Well, let's get to the big one. Yep. The national championship. In this one, we had two separate bets. We we bet on the score and the over under. I was all in on Michigan here for for this for the matchup. I I thought Michigan matched up really well against Texas and Washington. Mm-hmm. I thought their hardest game was going to be against Alabama, and I I think that would have been correct, even if they had played Texas. Michigan just overpowered Washington in this game. Um, Their defense was really good. Michael Penix was, you know, he was kind of hard to watch at the end. He was. Holding his ribs. And, like, I'm sure the coach asked him if he wanted to come out, and there's no way he was coming out. Um, So, yeah, I had Michigan uh, minus four and a half for 10 units. It was a big win for me. And I had the under as well. 
So the score was uh, 34-13, so a total of 47. So, so that was that was a big win for me. You you took Washington plus four and a half for seven units, and you also had the under. So you, you get the under for five. You do lose seven. It was a big head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And in our in our uh, rivalry here, this was a huge huge win for me on on the Monday because I was I was taking a pretty big beating here. Yeah. After uh, after Sunday, so I, I needed this. Um. So after all the wagers, uh, once all the wagers were in, I had negative twelve units because of all the units that we ended up wagering last week. Right. Um, I went. I do win seventy units, so that puts me at a a bank of fifty eight. Okay. You. After you had made your wagers, you had a really good week the week before. So you were you were up on me. You had thirty four units remaining. You end up winning forty eight units here. Okay. Which, which is pretty it which is pretty good. You you just didn't wager as as much as me, I think. In, right. In some of them. So um and then so that that gives you a total of eighty two. So going into the NFL playoffs. Um, you have 82 units, and I have 58. All right. And now, no, we are going to pick playoff games, and we are going to bet on. We're going to bet on a prop as well for now to our future presentation. Game. Now yeah. to our future presentation. Yeah. Um. Before we do that, real quick, um, I put up in our Facebook group, uh, who, you know, who the people thought would win both the AFC and the NFC. So we'll start with the AFC. The majority of the people picked the Ravens to win the AFC, followed by a vote for Cleveland, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh. (laughs) The Pittsburgh guy needs to, like, I don't know. He he needs to think about some of the things. (laughs) I don't. Honestly, in the AFC, I think anybody can win except for Pittsburgh. Right. They're the only team I don't really give a chance to. Uh, Meanwhile, in the <laughs> NFC, this one was a lot closer. But yep. uh, most people went with the 49ers to win the NFC. With Detroit, Green Bay, and Tampa behind them. No, uh, no cowboy love. Hey? No love for Dallas. Now, like in my opinion, with Dallas is you, you got the people that love Dallas, and then then you got everybody else. No one kind of likes the Cowboys. You either love them or you oh, yeah, despise yeah. them. Exactly. That that that's just kind of how I was brought up. <laughs> like, like uh, I did cheer for different teams as a kid because I used to cheer for players. Right. More 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 than likely. But I was always brought up to cheer against the Cowboys. Because like one of my favorite players was Carol Owens. Mm-hmm. So when he was on San Francisco, I like San Francisco. When he went when he went to the Eagles, I liked the Eagles. They went to Cowboys. I didn't like Terrell Owens anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um um I voted. Uh oh. He turned off his mic. Uh, I believe DK voted for San Francisco. 
yeah, I voted for San Francisco and uh, and Baltimore. And it's kind of boring, but yeah, that's just uh, that when you get that bye week and you don't have to play a road game, yeah, it's kind a- of hard to. I I can't picture like there's one team. I I think the Cleveland Browns have a realistic chance to go into Baltimore and beat them. I I don't see a team in the NFC that could go to San Francisco and beat them. Right. I it's just I don't know. It's weird. But let's uh let's start. All right. Do, do you so, have the odds? Do you have the odds in front of you? I I have the games and the odds in in front of me. You okay. you have the prop bets. So well, basically, what we're going to do is, um, you're you're just going to tell me what you think will happen there because there's so many prop bets. If I went through them all, it would be six hours. Right. So okay. basically, I'll I'll get you to tell me what you one thing will happen, and then you'll put units on it. All right. So anytime touchdown, over under on yards, stuff like that. All right. So we'll begin with, and this game, I'm going to be honest, was the hardest for me to pick. Out of all six for me. Browns at Texas. Cleveland. Cleveland is a two point favorite. The over under is 44 and a half. Yeah, that this one was hard too, and I've kind of gone back and forth. Um, I like I, I said. Cleveland could give Baltimore trouble. Mm-hmm. I and and you got the great defense versus the rookie. Like yeah. everything, all the stuff I know about football is screaming take the Browns. But this kid from Ohio State won the division as a rookie. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. I I think he's going to pull it off. I I have the Houston Texans winning this game. I'm going to take Houston plus two. Okay. I'm going to put three units on it. And then my prop for this game will be CJ Stroud, two, two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Okay. So that, so that, that would be, like if he gets five touchdowns, it would still win. It doesn't have to be two; it's just at least two. So yeah. All right, for me, it comes down to experience. Joe Flacco has the experience in the playoffs. I saw a stat today. Joe Flacco, as a quarterback. In the wild card round of the playoffs, is undefeated. Yeah, he's you know, never you know the other stat? lost in the wild card round. There's there's another stat that might blow your mind. Okay, that I heard today. All right. If if Joe Flacco beats C.J. Stroud, he will become the greatest road quarterback. In the playoffs, in the history of the NFL, wow! He will. He's tied with Tom Brady right now for most road wins in the playoffs. <laughs> are 
Are you freaking kidding me right now? Oh, Joe then, freaking Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> not right? not Favre, not Payton, not Eli, not now, Montana. Now, and the thing that surprised me was Tom Brady was always at home in the playoffs. How does he have all these road wins? Right. But but I guess he, they must have had some you know, years where they did have to go on the road, be in the three three seed or something like mm-hmm. that. So um, I'm assuming you're going Browns here, minus two. I am going to go with the Browns, minus two. Um, How many units, sir? I'm going to wager three units. Okay. And my prop bet is that the defense will have one interception and one fumble. Recovery. One interception and one fumble. Did you want to just make it two turnovers? Make it easier? Or do yeah, you want to have we'll do two, yeah, we'll do two turnovers. Okay. Uh, oh, and and I put five units on the CJ Stroud prop. I know. I forgot to mention that. I'm gonna do four to be safe on that one. <laughs> He's saving himself here, people. All right. All right. Well, you start us off with the next game then. All right. The other game on Saturday, the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Kansas City is a four and a half point favorite. The over under is 43 and a half. The big story of this game is going to be the weather. As of right now, the wind chill for the game, 20 below zero. This is what I heard before I got on to record. 20, I, I heard 30. I heard was, minus 30 Fahrenheit. It, it was chill. 30 at one point. Oh, we'll, they changed we'll it? Say, okay. Yeah, we'll just say it's 20 to 30 below zero. And that's Fahrenheit. That, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now, yeah. where, I, where I live. It's minus 33 Celsius with minus 47 wind chill, but that's Celsius. Right. That translates to like minus 30. Well, I'm going to be having a very cold week next week, so I'll be getting that cold air from you. Um, yeah, this cold air is going to affect the Dolphins tremendously. It is going to affect them tremendously because they have so many players injured, beat up, hurt that it may hurt the body more than playing in the heat. If if this was Buffalo. In Kansas City, I probably would go with the Bills on this if it was Buffalo. Yeah. If it was Pittsburgh, I'd go with the Chiefs. I I, I just would. I'm going I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus four and a half. I'm gonna take I'm gonna put five units on. And my side bet is their running back for the Chiefs, Pacheco. Pacheco is that his name? Yep. Will run for over a hundred yards. And what, how many units on the on the prop? That'll be three. Three. Okay. Okay. So for me, I'm I'm not sure about this um, four and a half, but. I am sure of one thing. It's going to be cold. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of running. I'm 
picking this game under 43.5. Okay. I'm going to put seven, I'm putting seven units on that. Things could be a low scoring running game. And, um, um, for my prop, I will. I'm I'm with you with Pacheco, but I'm going. Yeah, he will score a rushing touchdown. All right. Actually, um, I have it as an anytime touchdown. So if he yeah. catches it, it'll still count. All right. Now, now, what I'm going to ask is not a a prop bet. I'm just asking. Sure. Will Taylor Swift be at the game tomorrow night? <laughs> uh, well, she's been at like every other game. I don't know. I'm I, assuming, like, I, I don't know. Is, is this, I, uh... I don't think she will. I think the cold is going to keep her away. Well, she's going to be in the suite. There's no some cold in the suite. Yeah, but you're near the window. and Yeah, maybe. I will say that Taylor Swift will be there. Okay. And that is not a prop bet. We're just... I'm putting any... I'm not putting units on. <laughs> no, neither am I. I. Don't, I, don't am I. I, don't, I don't know. All right. All right. Now to the Sunday games. We start with the Steelers at the Bills. Buffalo is a nine-point favorite for this game. The over-under is 33. <laughs> 33? I know it's snowing, but come on, really? They're going to get like a foot to two feet of snow between now and Sunday. Yeah, I, I saw an ad that they're uh, trying to get people to shovel snow from 10 and p.m. We'll tickets till... to the game. Um, okay, so what I've noticed this year is when they have these really low over-unders, it's usually covered by halftime. So what I'm going to do is I, I'm taking um, this game over 33.5. And I think Buffalo is going to win this game, but... My prop is a Josh Allen interception. Okay. Because he throws interceptions. That's what he does. He throws touchdowns and he throws interceptions. So, yeah, I, I got this uh, over 33 and Josh Allen interception. Um, seven units on the over and three units on the interception. Let's give credit where credit is due. To the Pittsburgh Steelers. They fought their way into the playoffs. Yeah. When they probably have no right to be there. And if, if TJ Watt was playing, I would give them a chance. I, I think if TJ Watt was playing, I think the I think it would be less than nine. I really do. Yeah, it would probably be like four and a half. It'd probably yeah. be like Kansas City, Kansas City spread. I do see the Bills winning this game. But I don't think it's going to be by more than nine. I'm I'm going to go Steelers plus nine. Four units. And my prop bet. My prop bet. And, and, and before you say your prop. Um, on my sports book that I have here in Canada, it's Buffalo ten and a half. Mm, okay. But, um, but we, well, we always use the one that you you have, so it's yeah. So it's fair. It's just. I think my prop bet's going to be the Bills' defense will get three sacks. Oh, yeah. Bills D three sacks. All right. 
And that'll be... I'll make that four units. All right. All right. Next game. Packers at the Cowboys. Dallas is a seven-point favorite. The over-under, 50 and a half. Why don't you start us off with this? All right. Dallas has, I believe, of the six NFC teams that are playing this weekend, the best path to the NFC title game. They have been undefeated at home all year. I don't think they've lost a home game in like two years. Their offense right now, especially their passing offense, is just on fire. C.D. Lamb is on fire right now. I don't believe Green Bay is going to be able to stop the the Dallas receiving core. I really don't. However, and I'm only just I'm, I'm just saying this. We've seen in the playoffs, Dallas somehow finds a way to lose a game. They just <laughs> right. do. Two years ago, yeah. it was the clock mismanagement. Last yeah. year. It was that five-yard pass, and I may be exaggerating on the exact number of yards. While yeah, I when, when, when is the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a playoff game that, like, okay, so when they beat Tampa Bay last year, everybody was, expected them to win. Yeah, it was the NFC South. Well, I, I mean, like, like a game that's like a close. It's a close game. It's a playoff game. It's an important game. Probably been a long when, like in the playoffs, like like they have won playoff games in wild card rounds, but when they get versus one of these juggernauts, I think they get in their own head. Yeah, and the Green Bay Packers, as a franchise, have given like Dak Prescott and and this version of the Cowboys. Like fits. Mm-hmm. I know it's not Aaron Rodgers, but I would not be surprised. Yeah. I I do believe Dallas will win this game, but I like that 50 and a half. I really do. I'm gonna go five units over 50 and a half. Oh, over, okay. And my prop bet is Dallas will have a pick six touchdown. From their defense. So Dallas D touchdown. No? What are the units you're putting on those? Uh, okay, so I I think I said five on the over. Yeah. And you know <clears> what? <throat> I'll go five on the prop as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're expecting a shootout. Yeah. Yeah, like the way Jordan Love's been playing, I I wouldn't be surprised um, if they can get get him some pass protection. Green Bay has a good chance. Um, I I like the seven. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay plus seven. I do think Dallas will win this game, probably probably by a field goal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take Green Bay plus seven for three units. 
And my prop is uh, CD Lamb to have a hundred yards receiving. Okay. And I'm going to put seven units on that. I feel very confident. Um, I don't think there's a corner mm-hmm. that can cover CD Lamb one on one. So, mm-hmm. yeah i I was thinking of doing the Dak Prescott thing, but he might screw up too. So yeah, I don't think CD Lamb over a hundred yards is a good one. Yeah. Okay, the Sunday night game. Rams at Lions. Detroit is a three-point favorite over under 52. Okay. Is this a Matthew Stafford revenge game or a Jared Goff or both? I got to say both. See, for me, it's a Goff revenge game, and this is why. They went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They lost the Super Bowl in the worst Super Bowl ever. Yep. Well, I forget what the score was, but it was boring. It, it was terrible. I think it was like they and they give they make this trade, okay? People want to look look at it and go, Oh, it's Goff for Stafford. It was not Goff for Stafford. They got a crap ton of draft picks. Jared Goff was a throw in to make the salary cap work. People thought Oh, they are they going to cut Jared Goff? Are they going to trade him somewhere else? Jared Goff has resurrected his career in mm-hmm. Detroit. This is a total Jared Goff uh, revenge game for me because um, Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl already for the Lions for, for the Rams. Rams. Now, now, trust me, this is a big deal. Him coming back there, and that, that crowd is going to be so fired up. It's going to be awesome. I'm taking the Detroit Lions minus three, the three units. And my prop is uh, Jared Goff, three touchdowns. Mm. And I'm going to put two units on that. Okay. Uh, For the record, that Super Bowl that you were referring to, 13 to three was the final. (laughs) Yeah, right. And like you, you might think, oh, it was a great defensive battle. No, uh, no, it's sucked. no one could do anything. Yeah, it I, sucked. It was the week, and it was the week after um, the non-pass interference call. Like, and I, I believe Kansas City got screwed over by the refs too in that game. Yeah, um, like, in the AFC Championship. So, like, well, we could have had this great Mahomes versus Breeze Super Bowl, and we ended up this boring Rams Patriots. But it's okay. It, I'm not bitter. Like, remember. Like, remember in Men in Black, they have that little device that, like, if you look into it, yeah. that, that's the memory yeah, that's what I want from that Super Bowl. Yes. To just erase that nonsense from me. Yes. Any other Super Bowl I could keep. That one, I'd love to forget it. Um, As far oh as this God. game so goes, terrible. as far as this game goes, this is probably the one with the most anticipation because of who the quarterbacks are. Yeah, I, I think that's why they put this in Sunday night. Yeah. Um, Whoever wins this game, I really think has a good chance. I'm not saying they will as of right now. We'll have to wait till next week. I think they got a good chance to win on the road. If, if Detroit happens to host a road game or you know if Detroit is on the road which 
Yeah, more than likely if the Cow if the Cowboys beat the Packers, then they'll be on the road. Yeah. They'll face the Cowboys. I like Detroit as well. Minus three. I have been a a big fan of theirs since before this season started. So yep. I'm gonna go six units, Detroit minus three. And my prop is I think Matthew Stafford will throw an interception at some point during the game. At any time during the game. And I will put three units on that. I think if Matthew Stafford throws a game-changing interception, then that roof might actually explode. <laughs> and the Detroit Lions fans are ready. They they've been waiting for this. They have not hosted a home playoff game in thirty-one years. In right? Thirty-one years, and the last time they won a home game was a with Barry Sanders as the running back. Right, and that's the year the Lions got to the NFC title game. Yep. So. All right. Well, we've saved the worst for last. I think that's what the NFL was doing. <laughs> I think if they, if they could have put this game on Tuesday morning, they probably would have. They probably would have. Uh, Eagles at Buccaneers. Philadelphia's a three-point favorite. Over-unders, 43 and a half. Boy, you really know how to set up who goes first here downtown. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that, but yep, you're up there, bud. So oh go okay. ahead. <laughs> What's going to be the key for me is what the mindset of Philadelphia is going to be after that embarrassing loss to the Giants in the Meadowlands. I know it's MetLife, but it's the Meadowlands. It's the Meadowlands. You had a chance to win your division. Of course, you couldn't really trust what was going to happen with Dallas, but make yeah. an effort at least. Their number they, one. They must have looked. They must have looked up at the scoreboard or something. Yeah. Your number one wide receiver got hurt, but. From what it sounds like, he'll be playing on Monday. From what it sounds like. Okay. Your quarterback hurts his finger on his throwing hand. That's always good. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to assume that he will be playing. Unless something odd happens. Yeah. With Tampa... Like, the only thing I know about Tampa is Baker Mayfield's career has been resurrected. Yeah. And Baker's a good quarterback. He is. Like, He's always been a good quarterback. He has. You think about what he did with Cleveland. They could have beaten the Chiefs that one year in the playoffs. Yeah. And probably should have. This is... uh I, I love I, I still have no idea where you're going. Usually by like when you're talking, I can like I'll start typing out what I think you're gonna do. <laughs> no idea. This is awesome. I 
I'm going to say Philadelphia minus three. Uh, three units. You do not seem confident in this pick. Because <laughs> it's very possible the Eagles... Philadelphia minus three. Three units, please. Uh, my prop <laughs> bet is uh see I was gonna be smart and be like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are not going to care, but that's not really a prop bet. Um I say Jalen Hurts throws for two if he's playing, throws for two touchdowns. And I'll wager two, pa two passing TDs then? Yeah, I'll wager four units on that. Okay. Well, I know you're excited for Monday night. Oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the Eagles being a favorite here is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. They're one in five in their last six games. Tampa Bay is five and one in their last six games. Mm -hmm. The only game the Bucs have lost was to the Saints when I think the Bucs kind of took them a little bit lightly when they knew that they had the two opportunities to win the division. Mm -hmm. um, Tampa Bay, when they played earlier, that stupid play that the Eagles do where they push Jalen Hurts over the line. Right. Um, Tampa Bay stopped it. They got Vita Vea in the middle with that D-line. They're the only team to stop it. I think that that could play into something here. I, I think Nick Sirianni's kind of lost his team. The I think the coordinators that were hired as head coaches mm -hmm. from last Big year's difference. team. Big difference. It's a huge, it's a huge difference. And um, like I said earlier this season, um, I called the Philadelphia Eagles the Pittsburgh Steelers of the year before. Mm-hmm. Which started off eleven and zero, and then shit the bed down the line and lost in the playoffs. That's kind of what I see happening here. I'm I got Tampa Bay plus three. I'm gonna put four units on it. I I really like the matchup for the Bucks with their tall receivers. Philly has a lot of injuries. AJ Brown hasn't really practiced. He will probably play, but like at what level is he gonna be able to play? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to take um, Mike Evans touchdown on this one. Okay. I uh, I have very strong uh, opinion on him getting in the end zone. I'm going to put six units on that. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm big on uh, Tampa this week. Um, like the Eagles. They've, I, like we always talk about teams that are on a roll. The two teams that no one's really talking about that are on rolls are the Cleveland Browns and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And wouldn't yeah. that be a hilarious Super Bowl that no one saw coming? Jill <laughs> Black over his bigger Mayfield. If, How great if would that, that be? happens, expect <laughs> the ratings to be low for that Super Bowl because they'll be like, yeah, but it. Yeah, but it's well, Baker no. Mayfield versus the Browns. How great would yeah, that be? Actually, no, you're right. Because the Browns, 
you know, the fact that the Browns have never been in the Super Bowl and they lost their franchise at one point. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? I'm gonna take that previous statement back. That would be a great Super Bowl. <laughs> now, one other stat that I did see, and it's not like relevant, like important, important, but I thought it was kind of neat when I saw it the other day. Um, this is the first time that Buffalo. Cleveland and Detroit, the Lake Erie teams are all in the playoffs in the same year. Really? Mm-hmm. Well. So yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you told me like five years ago those those three would be in the playoffs. Like they're all pretty good teams now. Mm-hmm. So and my dad and I, we've had this joke for so many years. We've called the Browns the Super Bowl-bound Cleveland Browns. Yeah. It may actually happen this year. Not- yeah, like one thing I was going to say, and like I'm, I'm also going to say it when we uh, do our playoff show mm-hmm. on your other channel, is I'm, I'm leaning Houston this week, but... If Cleveland gets past them, like I can see Cleveland going into Baltimore and giving them trouble. Well, let me let me pull up real quick. Cause I know Cleveland beat Baltimore during the season. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember if it was in Baltimore or if it was in Cleveland. It was, it was in Baltimore. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Baltimore lost two home games. Trying to remember the other team. And and the Rams almost beat them. They lost in overtime. Should have beaten them, probably. Yeah. The yeah, Colts. and then that punt return, that was yeah, yeah, it was, it was Colts. Another team you wouldn't expect. So we will see what happens this weekend. Huh. All right. Um Of course, this is the point of the show where we give you our usual reminder. If you have a gambling problem, please contact someone, call someone. There are people there that are willing to help you if you have a problem. What Downtown and I do is just for fun. We're not really wagering any money on these games. That's why we say units instead of dollars. So... So if you have a gambling problem, please contact somebody. It's very, very important. Yeah, please do. There's always meetings and stuff, too, that you can you can go to. And even if it's a small issue and you don't think it's an issue, just mm-hmm. you know, talk to someone close to you. Exactly. Well, with that being said, hopefully um, everybody enjoyed the show. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend and seeing – Seeing how it how it plays out here. Yeah, and next time uh we'll be previewing the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Yes, and we might also include some something else. Well we will see what happens there. Yep, we will. Because there will be there will be less games. Mm-hmm. So 
All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, enjoy your super wildcard weekend. And we'll talk to you all again next week.